Stories that need to be told. Mike Young driving alone, Detroit. What a stay it's been. Where was I? Where was I? I was in New Jersey, Morristown. Me and Bob Saget playing a great theater in Morristown. Thousand people. What a venue. What a week it's been. From there, we went to the Poconos, Mount Airy Casino, performed in Mount Airy, had a blast. Had a blast up there. Lost a quick couple hundred post-show. From there, we flew to Detroit. We went and played Royal Oak Music Theater. Thousand people, maybe 1,100 people, Royal Oak Music Theater. What a show. Came to the hometown. Weather was so bad, I told my mom she could not come to the show. She was not happy about it, so I had to deal with that for a little while. Mom was not coming to the show. She's been on the walker, working on the cane, and it was just too crazy. Full-blown snowstorm. Saget and I were caught on planes, trains, automobiles. We had no idea how we were going to get from, from New York to Detroit. Somehow, we flew out of Jersey and the only we were on a delta flight 900 flights got canceled that day ours did not no idea how that happened we were completely lucky but we had a great run and we got to detroit safely flew right into detroit i got my mom's car wiped off the snow went home <clears throat> i went home saget went to his hotel met him the next day full sound check it was great um I love coming home, but it's heavy. Coming home is always heavy. And, uh, you know, I am a bitch. I am a bitch. I'm a sensitive bitch. That's just the way I just realized it. And I can't just let everything go. I can't just be easygoing. When I see my mom trying to get better on the walker, I'm like a personal trainer. I'm like, you got to do this. You got to do that. And she's basically like, I'll kill you. Get out of my house. You need to go. And I'm like, you should be doing 200 squats a day. And she's like, I'm 73. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I've seen videos on YouTube of 73 year old men doing incredible shit. And she's like, well, I'm not a 73 year old man. I'm, I'm not really that athletic and basically the bottom line is I'm a pain in the ass motherfucker excuse my language and I'm realizing that and I need to improve I need to get better I need to be a better person who's more understanding and not be a pain in the ass slash physical trainer to my mom who has been through a war I mean my mom in a 12 month period she had a stroke healing from a stroke she found out she had to get a hip replacement surgery got a hip replacement that set her back five six months maybe on the rehab after that she started having weird problems had to have her gallbladder removed so my stupid ass is really just driving her crazy and it's i have no therapist i got no i don't have a therapist i don't talk to a therapist i should but I don't talk to anybody. It's just my, I just don't. So this is my therapy right now. I have learned that I need to let people be. And I'm a control freak. And it's the way I am. And it ain't cool. And I'm the same way 
My brother blames it on the deer antler I was taking. I was taking deer antler. She was making me feel strong and crazy and semi-aggressive. And then I was involved in some business deals and I sent a few aggressive emails. And my brother called me. He's like, yo, it's the deer antler. You got to get off the antler. You're, you're being aggressive. You're going to blow these deals. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm the one that set these deals up. And it's just, I got to calm down. I got to calm down. And I think, I think it's just, I've been overwhelmed lately in a positive way with work, but also in sort of a, I don't know, in a, in a, you know, you always see people like get stressed out with work. And I used to think, ah, I never get stressed out. No way. I'm lucky to be working. Now I'm getting stressed out. All right. I'm writing the movie about the swipers and it's the next film we're going to shoot. And it's a dope ass story about some young kids in their twenties that started swiping and swiping their own credit cards, punching their own credit cards. Dude put a ragtag team of misfit thugs around them and they made millions of dollars based on the true story. I love the story. I've been loving writing it, but in the midst of all this, I got a call from HarperCollins Books uh, Publishers, and they want me to write the White Boy Rick story. And White Boy Rick, for those of you who've listened to the podcast before, you already know, White Boy Rick's been in prison 30 years. He was Detroit. You know, he was... uh, he, the feds used him at 15 years old, and they had him flipping as an informant on the dope dealers in Detroit. And by the time he was 16, 17 years old, he was a cocaine dealer, and he was selling cocaine, making connects in Miami, and all the way across the United States. And he was making big moves, and he was selling, you know, major keys. And and so the feds were done with him. They didn't know he was dealing at the time. But they got word that he was because they were all dirty back then. People were flipping left and right. They had their eyes on him because they had their eyes on his father who was running guns and silencers and grenades and whatnot. And anyway, everybody kind of knew what was going on. Anyway, they caught him. They busted him. He had more than 650 grams of cocaine on him. Or not even on him, actually. They found it. He was responsible for it. But they gave him life in prison on a nonviolent drug offense. Long story short, he became kind of infamous. They shot the movie starring Matthew McConaughey. They shot it in Ohio. They shot a couple days in Detroit, but the movie's done. They want the movie to come out in the summertime. Harper Collins called me. They said, yo, would you be interested in doing uh, his book? I said, hell yeah. So they're like, yo, the deadline is this. The dead- You got to get the deadline going. We need to start seeing pages. I said, yo, get the contract straight, bro. Get the contract straight. I don't want to have these talks until the money is in my hand. And they're like, you know, the money's coming 100%. And I know the money is coming, but it's when you're dealing with somebody that's locked up and they don't have time to talk and negotiate and get their deal all the way straight, then it's tough on me. So on one hand, I'm honored to do this story because it's incredible and I know I'll do a great job because I ghost wrote Rappaport's book and when you ghost write, you have to take the, you know, the voice of the actual person, the author, um, the subject and kind of channel it. And I love stuff like that. To me, that's like writing a movie script. It's like you put a voice in your head and you let it run through you. So I love the gig. And I'm trying to like just be cool with it and maybe turn in the pages while the contract's not ready. But part of me is like, man, is this contract going to ever be ready? Because at first they were like, yo, we're going to have you your money in two weeks. Then today the girl calls and she's like, yo, we won't even have the contract for four weeks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you, am I a sucker? I'm not a, I'm not a sucker. Don't play me like that. So I'm not doing four weeks of work for nothing. 
Um, so that's the bottom line on that. So I already, of course, because I am a bitch, I started writing. And it's, listen, I've out of this whole thing, I've become friends with Rick. And we talk almost every day. And he calls me from, he's locked up now in Florida. He's got to serve two more years over there. And it's just a compelling story, and it's a travesty that they locked this dude up for 30 years when there are so many more fucked up individuals walking the planet Earth free. Free. They are, they are walking. There are gorillas among us. There are monsters among us. Today there was a shooting in Florida. Kid shot up an entire school, killed 17 people. That kid's still alive. I'm down for the vigil anti program. I'm ready to start my own Batman community. You know what I mean? Let's identify these people. Let's take them out. They're ISIS. They're the, they're the ISIS of America. You know? These mentally ill kids that no one's doing shit about and they're going to come in and shoot up a school? Are you crazy? I'm all about cutting out the cancer before it spreads. And I know that sounds crazy and maybe ruthless on some level, I don't know, but let's get rid of that shit. If you recognize crazy in your school, say something to the principal. If you recognize a kid who's on the verge, he's made threats before, say something to the principal. Call the community. Call me. Call Bat Mike. I'm Bat Mike. I don't care. I don't like it. It bothers me. It it hurts me. Like, not a lot moves me. Like, a lot of shit I read, a lot of stuff I read in the paper, I see on the news, it doesn't move me because I don't believe half of it. You know what I mean? I don't feel it. Politics, politicians, scum, most of them, scumbags on the take. If you're trying to do good, I'm with you. You know what I mean? If you're if you're looking for making moves, getting handouts, you're everything's a play. You're a you're whack. You're a weak ass. You're a weak bitch. If you choose consumerism over character, if you choose money over quality, if you choose that hustle move over being real, you you're not even a gangster. You're you're whack. Even the old gangsters had codes. You know what I mean? Even the real I'm talking about the real old the real gangsters. You know, people that did shit for the community, lived within a code, lived within their law, made a decision, that's how they were going to live, and that was it. If you were just, they weren't trying to rob the innocent, you know what I mean? Actually, I shouldn't even say that. There were some robbing of the innocent, but, like I watched that lame dude, what was his name, Jim Tucker, payday loans. He wasn't a gangster, he wanted to be a gangster, he was a bitch-made hoe. He was stealing money from people that were poor that couldn't afford to pay back those loans. You know what I mean? If that's your style, you ain't shit. I, no respect for you. You're whack. I don't care if you made a billion dollars. You're a, you're a billion dollar bitch. How'd you make your money? That's what's up. How'd you make your money? How did you make your money? You know? And listen, the real deal is karma's the realest thing in the world. So people who make their money... That way, by robbing innocent people, by robbing the poor, by robbing the old, you got to sleep with yourself. So you're, it's bad enough you got to live with you, you know what I mean? And don't try to be, don't call yourself gangster. You're, you're not gangster. You're weak. You're a weak human being. Anyway, I'm venting. I had to vent. Uh, I'm, st I'm still in Detroit. I took a ride today with my mom. She, you know, my grandpa... You know, you know your DNA. You can feel where you're from, you know. And I, my mom took me on a trip around Detroit today. She showed me the area. My grandfather owned a bar called the Purple Pussycat. 
kind of vaudevillian style, had entertainment, singers would come in there, he owned the Pally Bar, um, uh, no, my uncle owned the Pally Bar, uh, an all gay bar in Detroit, they owned the Detroiter, so my uncle, my grandfather and my uncles, they were in the bar business, and if you were in the bar business in the 60s in Detroit, you were connected, you had something else was going on, you know what I mean, it wasn't a, a simple it wasn't simple. The underworld was in your was in your pocket, getting their money. And I always knew I always knew my family, you know, was edgy. The edgy. I'm not gonna say, you know, what it was, but they were we're we're an edgy Jewish family. We're edgy Jews. You know what I mean? We have somewhere down that line there's some outlaw blood going on. And I love it. I love it. I don't give a shit. You know? But that being said, coming home is always, it's beautiful. You know, kicking with my brother, going downtown, hanging with my brother, Rob, you heard him on the podcast last two weeks ago, is like hanging out with the mayor, the junior mayor. He knows everybody. Everybody loves my brother. He is the most connected dude in Detroit. Whatever you need, whenever you need, you just call Rob. That's it. And he gets it done. And it's so funny going downtown with him because he knows, he knows the 70-year-old black building manager. He knows the 65-year-old white lady that runs the runs the construction zone in uh, downtown Detroit. He knows the he knows the Indian pharmacist who opened up a shop on the corner, who's looking for more real estate and calls it. He knows every diverse group of human down there. My brother, if he wanted, would win for the mayor. And it's been great hanging out with him. Even though he steals all my shirts and I come home and I got no clothes at my mom's house. That's another situation. But it's been great hanging with him. And, you know, like I said, I was, I've been hard on my mom. And I got to back off on that and just, I got to be cool. I've been acting extra aggressive. I think I'm stressed. And I don't know. I just felt like there hasn't been a podcast uh, in the last couple weeks, and I, I don't want to slack on it because people keep asking me about it. So this is this is just an update podcast. It's Detroit. Um, when I get back, I'm almost done with my movie, the Swiper movie. It's it's super fun to write, and some people hate writing. I actually love writing because I just I write. And I disappear into it and like I come out three hours later and I don't know where I was. That's when you know you're just in a zone. And that's kind of my favorite thing about the process. But um, it's been cool coming home. I went to my boy, my dad's best friend, who was the doctor for all the athletes and entertainers in Detroit. His son is also a doctor. Went to get my checkup, forgot, did not have my, uh, my ID card, my insurance card fuck insurance i don't even know how to re-up it I, I i can't i call anthem i don't know what's going on writers guild they don't know what's going on i have no idea what's happening um but apparently when i, I missed a payment through the mail somehow and like now i gotta re, i gotta re-up my insurance so that's just a that's just insurance nobody understands it no one knows how to do it i don't know what's going on Anyway, coming up in the next couple weeks, me and Saget are going to, we're playing Nashville. We play Zanies in Nashville, February 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I'm sorry. We're in February. We play March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Nashville. 
then we go to San Jose, then we go to Phoenix, then we go to Seattle, then we go to Denver. So all those places. And make sure you follow me because every time Saget says follow me on Instagram, the real Mike Young, the real Mike Young, the real, the real, the real Mike Young, hundreds of people start following me. So I need to work on that whole social media game. It's not my gig. It's not my game. I'm not really good at it. I don't really care enough about it. Um, but I need to apparently because everyone wants to know how many followers do you have? Who gives a shit how many followers I have? All right, I got a lot. I got a lot of friends. I got friends, not followers. Real friends, not real followers. Anyway, it's winter time here in Detroit. I just dropped off my nephew, 16-year-old Cameron, badass, playing travel hockey, AAA, playing for Myers, all these U, 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 uh, UA, or what do they call it, um, United UHL, USHL hockey, 18-year-old programs are starting to approach him. He is already acting like a professional athlete. The kid misses school like he can't believe. And it's so funny seeing my nephews because one's 16, one's 17, and they could not be more different. Cameron is the little swagger, I don't give a damn, yet doesn't touch alcohol, drugs, none of that bullshit. All he cares about is playing hockey and getting Yeezys. And he did, he got Yeezys thanks to Uncle Mike. That's right, Uncle Mike got the Yeezys. Um, my producer, shout out to Doug Jordan, my producer for uh, the Swiper movie came to visit Detroit because originally we were going to shoot in Detroit and it looks like we're going to end up shooting in LA but he came to Detroit for his first time walked in the house and he's big baller style so the first thing out of his mouth when he saw my nephews was yo you like Yeezys of course you say that to a 16 17 year old kid they're going to flip out they said yeah hell yeah we like Yeezys and I said Doug don't say that to my nephews because they're going to hold me I don't know where I got left off, but my brother was calling. I was saying my nephews wanted to get a pair of Yeezys, and Doug promised them Yeezys, and I was like, yo, you shouldn't have done that because they're going to hold me to that. You don't have to do that. That's unnecessary. He's like, it's all love. Cut to three weeks later, my nephews got three pairs of Yeezys each. I got none. Once again, Uncle Mike sets it all up but gets nothing. And by the way, nothing makes me happier than watching my nephews have fun and enjoy life and get some ye you know what I mean that just that makes them happy I could give a shit I think the Yeezys are kind of weird and ugly and I, I don't even I don't care you know I got a joke in my act it's like yo personality is making a comeback I got eight jokes on a Honda Accord I'm sleeping with everybody and that's kind of how I feel about life you either got game or you don't money doesn't make your game money can't buy you it can buy you fame, actually, but it can't buy you game. Money can't buy you game. I think a lot of people in Hollywood are kind of learning that. Money can't buy them game. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate for all these dudes going down on the sexual assault shit, but they're a bunch of idiots. You know what I mean? Maybe some of them didn't do it, but the ones that are proven that they did it, you're a lame fuck. You try to use your power and your and your fame because you, you're a bitch-made hoe. You didn't have game in high school. I'm from Detroit. I'm from Southfield, Michigan. I learned my game. All right? I had two black friends in 7th, 8th, ninth grade. They had the smoothest game with women you ever saw in your life. I stole their game. I took their game, and that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? I'll, my boy Vince, 
the smoothest dude on planet Earth was literally had 30-year-old women wrapped around his finger at 18 years old. And he just, he could talk the talk. And to this day, he, I can't even say where he works because he's like a high level in the world of basketball. He's making big moves, but I'm not going to, I can't really blow it up, blow up his spot. But I learned the game from him. And all you got to do is be cool. Be nice. Be complimentary. Be cool. Be good. Be a good person. Good guys win. Who's this weirdo walking around? I don't know, man. I don't trust anybody. Who are you, homeboy? Some dude walking with an old Max Julian jacket with fur on his coat in the middle of the night down my mom's street. Don't you know? Anyway. I'm looking forward to shooting my one-hour special. We're going to do it, I think, at the Royal Oak Music Theater. That's the game plan. That's what I'm excited about. Anyway, 20-minute podcast. Sorry it wasn't longer. The next one will be longer, but I'm going to duck out. That was my drive home from my nephew's house to my mom's house. And peace. See you later. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young. Stories that need to be told. Oh, on the next one, I, I can't stop rapping, by the way. I mean, uh, Kendrick Lamar is the greatest rapper in the game right now. I, all My whole goal is to learn a Kendrick Lamar song. And all I keep saying is, I got loyalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. I got royalty, got royalty inside my DNA. I got boosted, bugged, bona, mina, moment, ring, da, ring, da, bona. I don't know what he says, but I'm going to learn it and spit it on the next one. Stories that need to be told. Mike Young. Um, check out me and Saget in Nashville, March 1st, 2nd, or 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Then check us out in Denver, San Jose, Seattle, and Phoenix. Once again, find me on Instagram, The Real Mike Young, The Real Mike Young, The Real Mike Young. I have to keep saying that. I heard if you say things out loud, things just start happening. God bless. Be safe. Uh, prayers and thoughts to the people out there in, in Florida with this terrible tragedy that happened. It's so sick and sad. It's it's just, you know, fix this world, man. Love wins. Love wins. That's true. That's real. I'm out. Peace.